Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is day 23 of Finding Forgiveness. Today's title is Back with the Father. Jean Getz said, When Jacob finally arrived in Egypt, we read that Joseph threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. What an incredible reunion. More than anything, Joseph had definitely missed his father's love and affection. Being reunited brought great rejoicing to his heart. Our text today is Genesis 46, verses 28 through 34. It reads, He had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to show the way before him in Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Then Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck for a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now, let me die, since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household who were in the land of Canaan have come to me, and the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, in order that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. The long-anticipated reunion between Jacob and Joseph occurs in today's text. Father and son will finally be reunited. The Preaching the Word commentary on Genesis gives a flowing description of this wonderful encounter. The Egyptian wagons laden with the aged patriarch, the women, and his children and grandchildren must have been a forlorn spectacle as they lurched across the drought-parched desolation towards Egypt. Judah rode Scout, guiding them to Goshen, the best of the land of Ramses and the Nile Delta. It had been 22 years since Jacob had been told that Joseph was dead. Now word sped ahead that Jacob's 70 were in Goshen. Both father and son must have welled with joyous anticipation and possibly some trepidation. The language suggests that Joseph arrived in style. Then Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. Likely surrounded with a great retinue of servants and runners, the phrase, he presented himself, is always used elsewhere in the patriarchal narratives of God appearing to a man, and its use here draws attention to the overwhelming impression on Jacob of the power, grandeur, and graciousness of Joseph in his own chariot, attended by numerous servants. Jacob's son dressed in the fine white linen of aristocracy, descended from his chariot and fell on his father's neck and wept on his neck for a good while. 
the eleven brothers and their wives and their children's children looked on with joy. At length, the old man lifted his head and looked upon his son, and Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face, and I know that you are still alive. This was quite a reunion. Joseph was finally back with his father. Jacob is holding his son that he thought was dead for all these years. Verse 29 states that Joseph wept on Jacob's neck a good while. This phrase in the original language means with continuance and persistence. This was a long embrace that was a long time coming. This was an encounter of grief being released and joy being replenished. God works wonders because he is a wonderful God. God works miracles through the lives of those surrendered to him because he is a miracle-working God. Alan Carr, in his book, Joseph, God Meant It for Good, writes, God took a solitary man by the name of Jacob and brought through him the nation of Israel. What appeared to be a family riddled and ruined by dysfunction and tragedy was actually a picture of God's grace in the making. Who would have thought that a fugitive would lead a family of 70 into Egypt? It was the work of God. Who would have guessed that 400 years later, Moses would lead 2 million or more out of Egypt? It was the work of God. Who would have imagined that from this little band that included Jacob, his twelve sons, one daughter, fifty-two grandchildren, and four great-grandsons, when one day come the Messiah, the Lord, Jesus Christ, who would give his life as a ransom to redeem his people from the slavery of their sins? It was an incredible, amazing work of Almighty God. The same hands that created the universe are shaping the lives of his people. God's grace is on display, even if it seems like a delay. Isn't it great to know that even when it doesn't feel like it, God is in control? Consider these questions. As you look back over your life, how can you see God's hand of protection and guidance? What miracles has he done to bring you to where you are today? Are you currently close to God in your relationship with Him? If not, what reunion needs to take place to get you back with the Father? In today's devotion, you read the following statements. The same hands that created the universe are shaping the lives of His people. God's grace is on display, even if it seems like a delay. In your life, how is God's grace on display? How is God shaping your life for His glory? Pray with me. Lord, thank you for having your hand on the helm of history. Help us to see our lives through your eyes. In your name, amen.